Hi, I'm Gareth, and over the last few weeks I've been talking about a book called The Code, a book written by Christian Vision for Men. And this week we are looking at Code 5, which is I will look away from the gutter, but be prepared to pull people out of it. You know, when we become a follower of Jesus, a whole new life begins for us. The Holy Spirit comes to live in us and steadily starts to shape us to become more like Jesus. But we don't get completely transformed overnight. We are new people, but we are still works in progress. We don't become the finished article all in one go. So if you sometimes get disappointed with yourself in your Christian walk with with God, don't worry, it's quite normal. Living life as a follower of Jesus, as we've said before, isn't easy. The Bible says we are naturally prone to do things that are not what God would want us to do. The small word for this is sin. And before we give our lives to Christ, this sin separates you and me from God. We were all in the gutter before he reached out to us. When we believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sin, to bear the punishment that we deserved, and we accept him as our Saviour and as our Lord, our sins, the past ones, the present ones, and the future ones are forgiven, and we are put right with God. But there's a big but. We have an enemy who likes to bring us down. An enemy who likes to bring up the sins of the past. An enemy who tries to get us to do the things that will displease God once again. So there's a constant battle going on within us between God's spirit and the enemy who uses the world and its powerful influences and our own flesh with its human desires and weaknesses to stop us doing what we know will please God. This enemy seeks to steal, to kill and destroy anything of God in us. It's always been the case. You know, one of the greatest of Christians, the Apostle Paul said, I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing that I hate. So there's this battle going on in us and sometimes it can take men out. I think of David in the Bible, king, psalmist, giant slayer, all good things. And yet he sees a beautiful woman taking a bath and it leads to adultery, murder and family breakdown. It can all happen so quickly and so easily. Then there's Samson, the strong man called by God to set his people free. He's brought low, humiliated, blinded and killed, all because he couldn't control his natural impulses. And how many other men have been brought down and had their lives ruined by their weakness in this particular area. None of us is immune to temptation. We are all capable of falling into the gutter and doing things that we would probably be ashamed of if we just stopped and thought about them, because we're all human. There are so many pitfalls facing us, whether it's the the watching things, on TV or the internet when we're tired at late at night maybe. You come across porn accidentally and innocently, even though you were looking for something totally different, totally innocuous. You come across it, you're pulled into it. There may be temptations in work perhaps, or it might be spending too much time around the wrong friends, the wrong mates. Sexual temptation in particular, as well as other temptations, are all around us every day, 
pulling at us. So, is there any hope for us guys to live a life that pleases God? You know, that's a question the psalmist asks in Psalm 119 verse 9. He asks, how can a young man keep his way pure? And he comes up with the answer. By guarding it according to your word. Guard your heart, guys. That's another scripture. Guard your heart. You know, we're unable to save ourselves. We can't do it. That's all of God. But there are things that we can do to keep our way pure. To keep our way holy, we might say. To live a holy life. We know that sometimes we can give a somewhat distorted version of the gospel. Is it just that I believe that Jesus died for me? I say a prayer maybe, I get baptised and then I carry on living just like the rest of society, just like everybody else does in this world, as if nothing has changed in my life. You know, there's an old-fashioned word that we rarely hear mentioned these, these days. Maybe in case it offends somebody, perhaps, I don't know. That's the word repent or repentance. Jesus said, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. When Peter is preaching, he says, repent and be baptised, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. Yes, we must believe. But God also requires us to repent of the way Repent of the way that we've been living in the past. You know, I've looked up a definition of repentance, and this is what I read. It's a summons to a personal, absolute, and ultimate, unconditional surrender to God as sovereign. And listen to this bit. Though it includes sorrow and regret, it is more than that. In repenting, one makes a complete change of direction a 180-degree turn toward God. A change, a total change of direction toward God. So what am I saying? Well, to fully enjoy what God has achieved for us in Jesus, we have to make an unconditional surrender to him and tell him that we are truly sorry for the wrong things we've done. That is our part of the deal. And this isn't a one-off response. We all get tripped up. We all mess up. But what is important is that we acknowledge it, we confess it, and we ask for his forgiveness. And he promises to forgive us. Let's keep short accounts with God. Is there anything else we can do? Well, I just made a note of a few things here that might help us, guys. Firstly, be aware of the booby traps. Be, a, be aware also of the weaknesses that you have. And I'm talking to myself here, guys. Don't put yourself in dangerous positions. For example, as we've mentioned it before, flicking through the TV late at night when we're tired. The same with the internet. Being aware of going to places that might trip us up. Or being with people we know perhaps can be harmful to us as Christians. They'll drag us down. Being alone, alone perhaps with someone of the opposite sex who is not your spouse. Be aware, be alert, stay alert. Be aware of your weaknesses, beware of the booby traps. Number two, every day make choices 
to go the Jesus way. Not the way you would want to go. Not the way of the flesh. Not the easy way. To daily take up the cross and follow him and do the things that Jesus would want you to do. Thirdly, let's build ourselves up in the faith. Read the word. Read the Bible. Pray. Fellowship with other believers will encourage us in our walk with God. Let's build ourselves up in the faith. It's like building up your muscles, guys. Some of you might like going to the gym and building your muscles up. We need to build ourselves up in the faith. And that's by doing the spiritual exercises. Reading the word. Praying. Fellowship with other believers. Build yourself up in the faith. And then fourthly, keep being refilled with the Holy Spirit. Why be refilled? Well, the Holy Spirit does come, in, come into us when we are saved, when we are born again. But, you know, we leak. We need to be refilled constantly with the Holy Spirit. Ask him to come and fill you up. Remember, whatever you feed gets stronger. Either the flesh side of you, your natural desires, or the spirit side of you. You can build that up every day by being refilled with the Holy Spirit. Just ask him to refill you with his presence. So that there's also some of the things that you can do, I can do, to help keep me out of the gutter. But what about the second part of the code? Be, a, be prepared to pull people out of it. You know, this code isn't saying, look the other way. I know some religious groups have sought to separate themselves from those we might think of as being in the gutter, interpreting that this is what Jesus meant when he said, be in the world, but not of the world, so that they do not become corrupted or polluted by the sin of the world that they see in other people and in the world itself. But, you know, that fails to recognise that we are all humans. We're all predisposed to doing wrong things. And so even in these communities that separate themselves from the rest of the world, bad things still happen. You know, you only have to look at the life that Jesus lived to realise that this is not what he meant. He didn't mean that we should cut ourselves off from those who don't follow in the same way that we do. I've heard it said that Jesus spent his whole life engaging the people that most of us have spent our whole lives trying to avoid. Those are the people he spent time with. Jesus went looking for the sinners. One of the worst things that his, his enemies, the church people, could throw at him, they thought, would, was that he was the friend of sinners. The prostitutes, the tax collectors, the lepers, those who other people looked down upon. Jesus recognised and realised that touching the lives of these people would not corrupt or pollute him, but they would be the ones who would be changed. He would be affecting them. And you know, true Christians have always believed and felt the call to act, to see people who are in the gutter, help them out by showing them the love and the transforming power of Jesus Christ. You see, the love of God compels us to love like he loves and to love others. The gospel really is good news. I think it's time that we as Christians got excited again about the gospel. The gospel is able to transform lives, families, communities, even nations. 
That's the power of the gospel. And Jesus passed this message, the message of the gospel, over to us guys. Let me read this quote from William Booth, who was the the founder of the Salvation Army. He said, while women weep as they do now, I'll fight. While little children go hungry as they do now, I'll fight. While men go to prison in and out, in and out, as they do now, I'll fight. While there is a drunkard left, while there is a poor lost girl upon the streets, while there remains one dark soul without the light of God, I'll fight, I'll fight to the very end. Let every one of us who says we are followers of Jesus Christ act as he did. Let us look out for those who are unable to save themselves. Let us look out so that we can give them a helping hand up to lift them out of the gutter that they may have fallen into. Let each one of us ask ourselves the question, Lord, who can I help? What do you want me to do, Lord? Guys, if this is your prayer, please say this after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for reaching out to me and lifting me from the gutter. Please help me to have the same heart and attitude for others that you have. And help me as I try to follow the example that you have left me. Amen. If you would like to know more about following Jesus, please contact us here. Or you can email me at gareth.pope at cvm.org.uk. And CVM also has a range of resources that can help you in your Christian life, to reach out to the men who are struggling with a whole range of issues in their lives. Please contact me, gareth.pope at cvm.org.uk. And please join me next week as we look at the next part of Christian Vision for Men's The Code. Thanks for listening. See you then.